Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm Dr. David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine, chiropractor, and functional nutrition practitioner, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself, and on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. I'm excited about today's podcast, but before we jump in, I wanted to remind you to download this month's special gift at drjockersgift.com. From keto meal plans, smoothie recipes, to fasting quick start guides, we have a new complimentary gift every single month. To get your gift, simply visit drjockersgift.com. That's D-R-J-O-C-K-E-R-S-G-I-F-T.com. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. This podcast is sponsored by Peak Tea. And if you've been listening for any period of time, you know I absolutely love turmeric. It's one of the best herbs for supporting a healthy inflammation response in the body, supporting a healthy immune system, and supporting healthy joint function. And what I love about Peak Tea, they created this this kind called electric turmeric that tastes great and it's fermented for maximum bioavailability. And the unique thing is they use this 300-year-old Okinawan, which is a place in Japan called a blue zone where people live very, very long lives, some of the longest lived people. And what they've been doing for years is they've been doing this fermentation process with turmeric. They use rare mango yeast and uh, a type of rice wine called awamori. Um, And what that actually does is it increases the bioavailability and cellular absorption of the key compounds in the turmeric, things like curcumin and tumoroids. And you don't need black pepper in order to absorb this because of this sort of fermentation process. And so again, Okinawan is a blue zone. This is one of the longest living populations on the planet. And this is something that they use and they drink on a regular basis. And they blended this with cinnamon and ginger root. Cinnamon is fantastic for blood sugar stability, for reducing cravings. And ginger is one of the best things to help enhance your digestive juice production. Stomach acid, bile, pancreatic enzymes, helps regulate your microbiome, stimulates your vagus nerve to help balance your sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. So this great combination in this herbal blend And the great thing about peak tea is you can really trust the purity. They extract their herbs using cold brew crystallization that gently preserves the active compounds at their maximum potential with no prep or brewing needed. They're 100% organic and triple toxin screened, not just, you know, toxin screened, literally three times they screen them for pesticides, heavy metals, and toxic mold. These are really common in teas. So you know with peak tea, you're going to get the highest possible purity. So guys, I've worked out an exclusive discount because I love these teas so much. And you can find that discount at peaktea.com forward slash drjockers and use the code jockers at checkout. So that's p-i-q-u-e-t-e-a.com slash drjockers and enter jockers at checkout. Guys, you're going to love these teas. Go ahead and give them a shot. 
Well, welcome back, everybody, to the Dr. Jockers Functional Nutrition Podcast. And I've got my friend, Dr. Tracy Gap, in here, and he's a board certified urologist, a men's health expert. He's an author and speaker who specializes in precision medicine. He wrote a great book called Male 2.0 Cracking the Code to Limitless Health and Vitality. And you can find out more about him at at uh, tracygappin.com, but I've known Dr. Tracy now for a few years, and not only is he an award-winning urologist, uh, you know, really respected in his field, but he really has a passion to help men improve their their health. You know, a big a big component of that is testosterone. We're going to talk about that in this podcast. But there's so many men who neglect their health, and uh, you know, as men, we really need to be pillars. We need to be. Uh, leaders in our families, and we need to, uh, you know, basically really demonstrate for our kids uh, how to take good care of our body. And there's so many men that are just falling short of that and hurting their own lives, and uh, and obviously it's affecting their family as well. And so, Dr. Tracy, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks so much for having me, David. Absolutely. Well, let's share your story. I mean, I know that you yeah. uh, obviously went through medical school. You're a urologist. So now how did you get into your concierge practice now, seeing patients and really helping men to improve their health naturally? Yeah. So uh, I've been uh, practicing urology for over 20 years now as a board certified urologist. I've been, I've been heavily focused on men's health uh, ever since the, the 1990s, really. And uh, you know, it's interesting you mentioned neglecting uh, men neglecting their health because as I was entrenched in my medical practice, taking care of my my patients, um, I ran myself ragged and I uh, uh, hit a wall where I wasn't taking care of myself. I, I was overweight. I wasn't sleeping well and I wasn't taking care of myself. I was eating like crap. I wasn't sleeping. I was stressed out and uh, wasn't really exercising very much because I, I didn't prioritize that. And and I felt it. And so I, I hit a wall where I decided it's time to finally see an actual doctor myself. And, and you know, doctors are horrible at seeing doctors. Uh, and so I went for my first physical ever. And it was really eye-opening, David. You know, my cholesterol was sky high. My creatinine, which is a measure of, of kidney function, was poor. I was overweight. And I was suddenly faced with my own mortality. And, and it, it, it's a terrifying experience. What was worse, and I talk about this in my new book, Mel 2.0, I talk about this whole experience in detail, but what was, what was really worse was this medical doctor who I respect greatly here locally in town, he said, you know, look, Tracy, you need to exercise more, maybe eat some more vegetables and take a statin. That was it. That, that's all he had, those three things, exercise, eat more vegetables and take a statin. And, and that to me was, was a big eye-opener. And it made me kind of step back and, and recognize that there's something missing here and that there has to be more to it than that. And, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm friends with, with, with a large group of functional medicine doctors like yourself and other doctors in the epigenetic space and the anti-aging space and the hormone optimization space, all these different communities that I'm a part of now. But back then, I, I just knew something was missing. And so that got me obsessed and on a quest with learning how do I take care of myself? How do I reverse and upgrade my health? And how do I provide the same care for the men who trust me with their care? Because I realized that I, I didn't really have the answers either. And yeah. if my primary care doctor didn't, and I don't, then, then who does? And, and so it made, me, it made me recognize the flaws of Western traditional medicine. And, and that I'm guilty of it as well, in that we are trained, our medical education, residency program, and everything is, is based on disease model medicine. 
which is you have a, a symptom, a complaint, a problem. I diagnose your disease, quote unquote, and I treat it. And that's it. And I get you back to, you know, homeostasis or baseline. There's no attempt to actually optimize or upgrade your health beyond that. And, and that was really where I was, where I wasn't overtly sick, but I was far, far, far from healthy. And so that got me into epigenetics and the science of lifestyle and into functional medicine and into uh, anti-aging protocols. And I discovered peptides and I discovered all these amazing ways that we can take a, a personalized data-driven approach to optimizing health and not just being unsick, if you will. That's yeah, good. And, and I really want to get into the precision medicine that you actually practice now. Yeah. But uh, let's talk a little bit about some of the major issues you're seeing that men are suffering with. Yeah, great question. So uh, I see in my practice every day men come in and they're struggling with uh, low energy and fatigue is probably one of the most common complaints I see. Uh, cannot lose weight. You know, some guys are morbidly obese. Other guys have about 10 to 20 pounds that they just cannot shake no matter what they do. And, and they're doing the wrong stuff. They don't really know what to do. They're out, you know, jogging two or three miles a day and or doing keto or doing this or that without really understanding why they're doing what they're doing and, and whether it's the right thing for them or not. I see men who are struggling with cognitive focus. You know, I see a lot of executives and, and wealth advisors and, and C-suite guys. And these guys, their livelihood, their careers depend on them being sharp and at their peak. And when they're in a brain fog all day, they're not going to succeed. So I see a lot of that. And then a ton of men with uh, sexual health issues, with low libido, with some perform occasional performance issues. And, and it's interesting that, that a lot of guys will neglect all the other stuff. They'll, they'll put up with the low energy. They'll put up with the weight gain and, and chalk it up to just natural aging and think that there's nothing that can be done about it. But it's interesting that often the libido issue or the sexual yeah. health issues is what gets them finally in the office. And, and then we can dive deep into all the issues that they're dealing with. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that's is, this is really common. There's a lot of people that are dealing with these yeah. issues. And so let's talk about epigenetics. I know you mentioned that term. So uh, let's go into that in more detail what that means. Sure, sure. So epigenetics is a term that simply means above the genes. And what we mean by that is our genetic code is fixed. You know, our DNA is a long chain of base pairs, of nucleotide base pairs. And, and that code, if you will, was given to you by your parents. And, and that really never changes for the most part. But we see that in twin studies that if, they're, if the twins are each living in a different environment, they grow up differently and their health risks change based on their environment. And so that's the, the best example of epigenetics of how our lifestyle and our environment directly affect genetic expression. And by that, I mean how your body actually functions. You know, you have the code, but epigenetics is like a dimmer switch where it turns genes on or off, up or down, and it regulates the expression of the genes. Uh, and that has everything to do with how your body performs. Mm -hmm. So we can look at, you know, what you eat. I know your podcast is huge on yeah. nutrition and we can look at how what you eat is intimately uh, uh, associated with and affects your genetic expression. So there are some people who do very well with a low complex carb diet, whereas other people will actually lose weight better with a higher complex carb diet. And I like to emphasize here, asterisk, that does not mean the cupcakes and the donuts and the pasta. <laughs> and, the, and if, you know, we're talking complex carbs here, not the simple carbs like the, you know, the refined sugars and, and the processed, uh, you know, gluten and, and all the other, uh, you know, white flour kind of foods. 
So we can look at genetics to understand how your body handles fat, for example. You know, the most commonly discussed gene is the APOE gene, and the APOE gene is a gene that, that determines how your body processes saturated fat. And for some people with what we call the APOE4 variant, those people, if you give them a lot of saturated fat, they're at a markedly increased risk of developing Alzheimer's disease. We're talking like 12 times increased risk of Alzheimer's disease and early cardiovascular disease and mortality. So wouldn't you like to know if you're an APOE4 variant, in which case you, know, you would want to limit your saturated fat intake and then that would subsequently have a dramatic effect on your outcomes. So we can use genetics, and this is what precision medicine dives into, is really taking your genetic blueprint and then applying epigenetics to it where you style your lifestyle, you craft your daily life around your genetics to, to really optimize your outcomes. Yeah, it's really, really interesting. And let's talk about some lifestyle strategies that you teach in your book. Like what are things men can do? Obviously, you know, understanding what their genetics are and patterning sure. their nutrition around that is good. Now, what, um, what are some basic advice for somebody who hasn't had their, their genes tested? Uh, yeah, great question. Absolutely, David. So I, in my book, I dive into uh, what I call the male method, which is my way of approaching men's health. And the male method is an acronym where M is mindset, A is aging, L is lifestyle, and E is environment. And I dive into each of those uh, from a general perspective for anyone who has not had their genetics done yet. And then I talk more uh, in more detail about how you can apply your specific genetics in each of these cases. Um, but with mindset, you know, the first thing I like to start with with men is what is your why? You know, why why are you doing this? Why are you making a change? Why do you care about these decisions that we're talking about? If a man is simply doing uh, or implementing these changes because their wife is nagging them or because of some superficial reason, it's not going to stick. You know, it's like a diet where it's never going to work. Hmm. But if you recognize some intrinsically important, and typically it's emotional, typically it's an underlying emotional, you know, they feel they have a need to feel loved by their spouse, for example. They have a need to feel accepted or that they're attracted, attractive by their spouse. Yeah. You know, th those kind of intrinsic, deep meanings. That's your why. And that helps guys hmm. stay motivated and want to make a change. That's first and foremost. Then in mindset, I really focus on limiting beliefs. A lot of guys think that, hey, aging is inevitable. I can't change this. Nothing I do is going to matter. Um, and those are all limiting beliefs. Or, hey, I'll never be thin. I'll never look like that Let that guy, Dr. Jocker's over there. You know, he looks amazing. I can't look like that guy there. Um, so it's getting rid of these limiting beliefs and realizing that you can, that you can accomplish anything if you believe it, but it starts with mindset first. Yeah. Um, I talk about gratitude. I talk about mindfulness and meditation as well under the mindset um, category. Um, aging, I, I focus first and foremost on hormones. Um, you know, a lot of guys, it's testosterone, and, and testosterone is certainly a vitally important hormone, and we're experiencing a, an epidemic in men's health where testosterone levels have plummeted over the last 30 years, and that's multifactorial from a lot of different causes, uh, such as chemicals in our environment and Western diet and sugar and stress and so on. Um, but first, I, I focus on testosterone, but then I also look at optimizing thyroid, cortisol, insulin, DHEA, melatonin. You know, all these other hormones are, are, are it's like a symphony. And you can't focus on just one of them. And so I, I really look at each and every one of those and how can we optimize them. Um, under aging, I also look at mitochondrial function. Um, I look at cellular efficiency, like autophagy, which is how your cells clean up and take out the trash, so to speak. Yeah. Um, 
under L lifestyle, focus on obviously on nutrition is a critical aspect of health. And I know you, you, you emphasize that greatly here. So I won't spend a ton of time on that, but it's, um, you know, from a general perspective, people tend to eat too much sugar. First and yeah. foremost, it, refined sugars is really the evil in our society, uh, with a close second being um, omega-6 polyunsaturated fats. You know, the corn oils yeah. and the soybean oils are, are crushing us from a cardiometabolic standpoint. And so it, it's, it's eating good, whole, quality, real food, organic, yeah. if you will, fruits and vegetables, organic, lean meats, uh, fishes, if you're going to eat, um, if you're not a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's getting down to the basics and eating food that you like. And your, the recipes you provide are amazing recipes where you can actually enjoy the food you're eating. Um, but you have to enjoy it and you have to, you know, uh, uh, focus on the good quality foods. Um, under the lifestyle category, I also talk about stress and sleep. You know, one of the most overlooked aspects of our health is sleep. And sleep has a dramatic effect on our cortisol levels, our insulin levels, on testosterone, on our ability to burn fat and lose weight, um, cognitive focus on everything. And sleep has been associated with early risk of Alzheimer's disease as well. And so good quality sleep is critical. And I see so many men who tell me, yeah, I sleep fine. I sleep six and a half, seven hours a night, no problem. Well, I put a wearable device on them like a Garmin or an Aura ring. And suddenly we realize that their deep sleep, which is the key restorative stage of sleep, sucks. Yeah. And that may be because they're, they're taking medications, they're, sleep, they're, they're, they're drinking alcohol, or maybe they're eating the wrong foods before bedtime, or, or maybe just poor sleep hygiene, a, a lot, you know, melatonin issues, uh, circadian rhythm issues. So it's diving deep into sleep. And that, that's probably one of the most critical aspects of health that men tend to overlook. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. yeah most men, are just, they're just driving so yeah. hard. Yeah. It, yeah it, so. It's easy to keep going. You know, it's yeah. midnight. Hey, I'll, I'll just work a little bit longer here and get this yeah. done. You know, sleep, if you don't restore your body, if you don't heal and recover, you're never going to reach peak performance. You're just not. You, you, you think that you can keep pushing your, your engine in the red. After a while, it's not going to make it. So, Hey, guys. I just wanted to interrupt this podcast to tell you about one of my favorite food products. I mean, if you're out there and you're looking for healthy snack options or, you know, really healthy food, sometimes it can be hard to find a gut-friendly gluten-free snack option and that's why you need to know about paleo valley they're a hundred percent grass-fed beef and a hundred percent pasture-raised turkey meat sticks are not only loaded with delicious flavor but they are completely free of carbs and sugar such a great bioavailable protein snack to grab on the go I oftentimes will eat them with meals too. Like if I eat a meal and I'm still a little bit hungry, feel like I need a little bit more protein and healthy fats, I go ahead and have them. You know, they're gluten-free, they're soy-free, they're dairy-free, GMO-free, preservative-free. I mean, what's not to love about that? On top of that, they actually also have probiotics in them as well. So you're getting the protein, healthy fats, and you're getting probiotics, lots of key minerals and nutrients in there, and they taste amazing. And now you can use my coupon code, Jockers, just my last name, J-O-C-K-E-R-S, to get 15% off your order today. Simply go to their website, paleovalley.com, and enter Jockers at checkout, and you'll receive 15% off your entire purchase. The link and discount code are also available in the show notes of today's episode. Once you try these meat sticks, you won't be able to get enough. My kids and I absolutely love them, and I know your family will too. So try them out today. 
Um, yeah, and I know in your book also you talk about tracking heart rate variability. Yeah, exactly. Or a ring, like I've got one. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So what is heart rate variability? How does that sure. how is that going to impact our health? So so stress is the next aspect of of, yeah. uh, of lifestyle, and um, heart rate variability is a surrogate, if you will, for stress. So heart rate variability for your listeners is a measure of the variation in your heartbeat from one beat to the next. So when you check your heart rate and your pulse, it says 60, let's just say. It's technically not truly 60. Each beat, it may be 59.97, 60.01, 60.03, 59.99. That little bit of variation doesn't seem like a big deal, but it's actually everything. Because that variation is actually your body's dynamic flexibility to the environment, to the situation, to your surroundings. And that is uh, regulated by your nervous system. And we have a parasympathetic nervous system, which is your rest and relaxed state. And we have the sympathetic, which is the, uh, the stressed, which is the uh, you know, fight or flight uh, uh, tendency. And so we want the parasympathetic tone to override the sympathetic tone. And that will equate to a higher heart rate variability, which equates to of a relaxed, of a calm, of a rested and recovered state. Mm-hmm. If you have low heart rate variability in contrast, you are stressed out, you are not fully recovered, um, you are in a, a, a poorly, uh, minimally dynamic state and uh, poor health. And so we can use heart rate variability on, on literally on a daily basis to look at uh, this, this statistic, this biometric data point um, that we can gather from, from uh, wearable d- devices to know our body's physiology and how we're dealing with our surroundings and our environment. Exam- great example is I had a, a, a guy who I love to tell the story. He would have great, high, stable heart rate variability all week, but on Fridays it was terrible. It plummeted by 15 points. And we're like, what is going on? Why is your heart rate variability so low on Fridays? Why are you in such a bad state? And, and we know exercise you know, is, is a stress, which is actually a good hormetic stress. Yeah. But something was going on once a week, and we found out that that was his date night with his wife, and they'd go out drinking. Thursday night was his big night to go out drinking, and it, and it was dramatic to see the effect on his physiology from that one night of drinking. And, and you know, this is not to say you can't have a, a, an occasional a drink, glass of wine, whatever, but to recognize the amazing, powerful impact it has on your health that it makes you think twice about your daily lifestyles and what's truly important. And I see so many men, you know, just the alcohol, for example, they drink way too much and they think they don't think that's a problem. And so, so seeing the data, it doesn't lie. And, and it kind of helps you put it into perspective. Uh, so heart variability is a great uh, surrogate or, or way to track uh, your stress levels. Yeah. And then finally E is, um, environmental exposures. So E is uh, endocrine disruptors and chemicals in our environment that are, that are crushing our health, crushing our testosterone, causing uh, autoimmune disease, causing issues with uh, obesity and diabetes and um, uh, weight gain and even risk of cancers. So endocrine disruptors are chemicals in our environment that are directly impacting our health. Uh, the, the, the biggest ones in men's health are ones that affect testosterone levels, like BPA or bisphenol A is commonly found in plastics like plastic water bottles. Uh, phthalates are uh, seen in our, our packaging for food, like plastic food containers, for example, uh, lining our metal cans, for example, uh, personal care products like deodorant and soap and shampoo and laundry detergent. Um, our foods, you know, if you're not eating organic, our crops are sprayed with atrazine. 
Atrazine is the second most commonly er used herbicide behind glyphosate. And atrazine in very low levels will turn male frogs into female frogs. They actually lay eggs. Yeah. It's powerful. And we're having an, an exponentially higher level of atrazine detected in our drinking water and in our non-organic foods. So it's so critical that we pay attention to these environmental exposures. People tend to, to blow them off, but it's a big deal. And there's real science behind the powerful effect it has on our health. What are some, some things people can do to reduce their exposure to these? Yeah, great question. So we can use apps, you know, there's a healthy living app by, made by the environmental working group that I love where you can actually take a barcode of a, of a, a product like a, a soap or deodorant product on the shelf and it'll tell you the ingredients. I would stay away from scented products. I would stay away from um, any product that has benzenes in it. Um, you know, you want to especially be careful with things like sunscreen. A lot of the, the, the typical sunscreens out there are loaded with these chemicals. When it comes to our foods, I would really emphasize organic. If you're going to eat meat, grass-fed organic meat, um, organic fresh fruits and vegetables as well. Um, I would uh, really minimize plastics. You know, one of the big culprits here that people don't think about are plastic water bottles, which I think the statistic was the world, we go through a million water bottles a minute on this earth, and wow. most of them are not recycled. So plastic water bottles is a big deal. K-cups is the other big one. People don't think about this, mm. but, you know, plastics, they, um, they um, emit or they release these chemicals more, uh, more when they're, they're hot, and K-cups, what do you do? It gets heated up with hot water. And so uh, I'm, I'm a coffee addict. And so, um, you know, I don't use K-cups at all. I use a traditional uh, coffee pot for brewing coffee, for example. Yeah. Um, use the You can drink when, it in like stainless steel, yes. right? Something hot or like Absolutely. You know, traditional mugs, right? Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, and then glass bottles, right, for water. Absolutely. You know, I use a stainless steel, like a Yeti type yep. bottle. Yeah, Simple exactly. Modern makes them as well. And I will filter my water. Um, I use, for example, yep. a Berkey water filter yep. uh, that has the, um, the the carbon filter to get rid of, you know, estradiol, for example, is, is detected at significant levels in our drinking water. Yeah. And so uh, estradiol is, is what's found in synthetic uh, birth control pills that women take. Yeah. So people, and it doesn't go away. They're peeing them out or they're flushing yes. them in the toilet or whatever. Ex it and it gets yeah. recycled, but it doesn't get broken yeah. down. Exactly. Yeah. So a, a, a water filter is really critical. You can use a Berkey. There's a great under sink uh, one that I, I like to use, recommend as well. There's also a whole system. Uh, you know, we're building a house right now. So I'm installing yeah. a whole a whole house system as well to be sure that it's filtered. Um, yeah. But all these things, you know, it's a, it's a soup of endocrine disruptors, I like to say. Hmm. So, you know, just think of uh, milk, for example. There was a study that, sh that looked at young boys. They would take uh, whole milk off the grocery store shelf, and they had these boys drink milk, and they simply tested their testosterone levels before and an hour after drinking milk. It was 50% lower an hour after drinking wow. milk. So it, it's a dramatic effect, and milk is a perfect example. You know, these cows are eating the crops, which are laden with atrazine. Mm. The cows are being injected with synthetic hormones. Uh, then the milk is being stored in plastic lined containers. <laughs> there you go. So it's just layer after layer of endocrine yeah. disruption. Also and got so, antibiotics in there too. And antibiotics can have absolutely, an Absolutely. Yeah. It, and, and it all adds up. It has a, a combined effect. Um, there was another study that, that looked at 20 individuals and they measured uh, 20 different endocrine disruptors and they all had at least 19 different chemicals yeah. in their urine. Hmm. So it's everywhere. And I emphasize that, that you really need to be proactive about all this stuff.
You know, this stuff doesn't just happen. It's being intentional. It's living with intention and being proactive about your health. And, and that's really what Mel 2.0 is, is taking a completely different approach from the disease model of just waiting for disease to happen. Yeah, that's really good information. And, and there's some things you can do also, not only just reducing your exposure, which is where it all starts, but you can do things like infrared sauna to help yes, absolutely. wet these things out, exercise. I know you talk about exercise in the, uh, in the book, but exercise, getting your, your body sweating and breathing hard will help you get rid of a lot of these things as well. Yeah. I always yeah. tell my, my clients, you got to pee and poop out your toxins too, right? That's right. Exactly. Toxification channels. That's right. You know? Exactly. So, yeah. So, important. so what are some of the key, uh, let's, let's, I know you talk about intermittent fasting and carb cycling in there, which I'm a huge mm-hmm. fan of those things. So yeah. can you, can you describe more about how that can impact a man and help him mm-hmm. really turn on his testosterone, optimize his hormones and uh, get the healthy? Sure. Yeah. Dramatic, powerful impact that, that intermittent fasting can have on your life. You know, so for listeners who, who may not be familiar, I'm sure most of them are, but intermittent fasting is basically time-restricted feeding. It simply means to change when you're eating. Now, it doesn't even mention what you're eating. It's simply focused on when you're eating. And by that, what we know is that if you can extend the time during which your body is not being fed when you're in a rested state, your body can digest, it can recover, it can practice a process called autophagy, which is, again, how your cells clean out the debris, the metabolic cellular debris that is constantly being produced. Um, and that imp- improves the efficiency of your cell. And so time-restricted feeding is amazingly powerful for improving autophagy. It increases testosterone. It lowers cortisol. It helps with energy. It helps you lose weight. It helps with so many metabolic functions, it's pretty dramatic. Insulin sensitivity um, Mm -hmm. does increase growth hormone levels naturally as well. And so intermittent fasting is super easy. You simply fast or don't eat for at least a 16 hour time period. And, and, you know, the beginner level is fasting for 16 hours. Um, The, uh, you know, the, the power way or the, the warrior way is to fast for 24 hours or longer, but, but for beginners simply start with 16 hours. And the way I like to teach this to just for, for newbies is, what, what time do you finish dinner? Let's say you finish dinner at 7 p.m. Add four hours, which is 11. And now, you know, 11 the next morning, 11 a.m. is when you eat again. And so after dinner, just don't eat anything that night. Drink water. If you want to have some hot tea, you can have hot tea with no sweetener. Um, drink a lot of water is fine. Go to bed, wake up, and, you know, consider skipping breakfast if you want to. But you're, you're truly going to wait until 11 a.m. And then you're going to break your fast at that time. So, you know, actually, just before you and I got on our call here, I broke my fast and I had a protein shake. Um, and that was about 17 hours for me, which is sometimes I go longer, sometimes shorter. This is not to torture yourself. So if you're dying and you really need, you know, if you, if you had a hard workout the day before and you have to eat something, then go ahead and, eat, and, you know, make it at 16 hours. But the key is that you want to give your body time to rest. And, the, and typically the easiest way to do that is to incorporate nighttime in those 16 hours. Yeah. Um, an optimal approach to it is to actually start eating when you wake up and then eat for the eight hours so that your 16 hour window starts late afternoon. And what that's doing is actually giving your body time to rest before you even go to bed. And so that's even the better approach for intermittent fasting is to shift that 16 hour window so that the sleep period is at the end of your cycle of 16 hour resting rather than at the beginning. And then you can go to 24 hour, 48 hour fasting. You know, I like to recommend that guys who are starting out do some intermittent fasting two, maybe three days a week, and then one day a week or one day every other week if you're starting, do a 24-hour fast. 
and that's yeah. water. Just drink water, nothing else. And it's powerful. It has an amazing effect. Yep. No, I'm a huge fan of that. I actually do two uh, fasts a week where I'm doing somewhere between 22 to 24 hours, somewhere in that range. Sure, sure. And it's powerful. And like, uh, like Wednesdays is my day. So I don't do any strength training that day and I eat lunch and then I fast through dinner Yep. And I don't eat again until lunch on Thursday. And you're right. Like I sleep so much better. My heart rate variability is its best on that day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so it's just a dramatic effect on your physiology. Yeah. Oh yeah. Works really good. And, and fasting, you know, I always, I always tell people fasting is like extra, it's like a, it's like building a muscle. So mm-hmm. you got to work your way up just like anything else, any sort of fitness routine that you're doing. Once you develop a level of fasting, fitness gets a lot easier mm-hmm. and doing putting in that 24 hour fast is a great way to, to not only develop it, but also to maintain great fasting fitness and uh, get your insulin levels stabilized, really optimize those hormones. So it's really powerful. Definitely. Yeah. Question. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. Well, you know, this has been a fantastic interview, Dr. Tracy. And, uh, you know, I just want to let everybody know he's got a great book where he goes through all this stuff. It's called Male 2.0. You can find that at drtracygappin.com. Any last words of inspiration for our audience? Here? Yeah, sure. And, and by the way, the book, if you go to drtracygappin.com forward slash limitless, I have a free offer for a free book. We just pay shipping uh, right now. So limited time offer Beautiful. on the, on the book. Sure. Um, but yeah, I, I think the key for men is to be proactive about your health. You know, there's no longer time to just sit around and wait for disease to set in. And, and number two is you need to take a data driven personalized approach. You know, there's a lot of one size fits all models out there. Everyone's telling you do this, do that, but you got to use data such as tracking your sleep, tracking your stress, using your genetics, to take a personalized approach so that you're not just shotgunning it so you know exactly what's right for your body. That's great. Great advice, guys. Go out, check out his book. We'll have the links in the show notes. And thanks so much for coming on the podcast, Dr. Tracy. You got it, Dave. Absolutely. And everybody out there, go out and start taking action. Be blessed. Well, that's all for this show. And I want to thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on or you want to dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.